John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the river Jordan. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. And once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by Satan, he was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated, and if you're going to do a craft of Meredith, you may do that now. Friends of Christ, God's grace to you in peace and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I love when Mark takes his place among the Gospels we read. Because Mark's Gospel breathes the excitement of telling the story. You can tell Mark can hardly contain himself as he tells you the story by the very language he uses. He says, everybody was going down to get baptized by John the baptizer. Well, I don't think the high priests were going down. I don't think Pontius Pilate was going down. If you're a literalist, Mark might bother you. But if you listen, what you hear is Mark's absolutely overjoyed excitement about being able to tell you about Jesus. So he says, everybody went down, everybody went down, they went down to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, and they were confessing their sins. Everybody was there. And then he points out that John was saying, there's somebody beyond me. Keep your eyes open. There's somebody. In fact, he is so wonderful that I'm not worthy to untie his sandals. I'm not even worthy to do something as simple as that for him. But here I am getting ready for it. And then Jesus appears. What is he doing? 
after all, this is a baptism of repentance, a baptism of a change of mind for the forgiveness of sins, a baptism that says, I did it wrong, and I want forgiveness. What is Jesus doing? Can we tell? Don't you wonder? But Jesus wades out into the river. Picture it with me. The river warm enough to wade in has brushy sides, but there have been so many people coming and going, they've absolutely beaten one of the river banks into cement. And there are still throngs of people there. It's a beautiful day. Blue sky, sunshine coming down. And Jesus wanders out through the crowd and wanders into the river, taking his turn to be baptized. And John takes the water and pours it over him. Has John even noticed yet who this is? Or just one more of the people coming, one more person coming to be baptized. And then Mark says, Jesus noticed what was going on. Some of the other gospel writers want us to know about what the bystanders saw. Mark wants us to know what Jesus saw. He looked up, and the sky was torn apart. Torn open. The little trapdoor. It was torn open. And it looked like a dove was coming to him. And not only that, and the translators didn't quite get this one straight, the dove came into him. Didn't perch on his shoulder. The Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came down and came into him. Now Jesus is possessed by the Holy Spirit. If you continue to read in Mark, you'll discover people possessed by evil spirits. Jesus is possessed by the Holy Spirit. How can he be? He must be somebody very different from the ordinary folks on the road. And then he hears the voice. He hears the voice saying, You are my son, whom I love. I am so pleased with you. And then Mark says, The Holy Spirit sent Jesus out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Right from his baptism, well, it's in the wilderness already, but off in the wilderness to spend some time to wrestle. On the other hand, the angels are helping him. And in the middle, it says he was with the wildlife. Was that threatening wildlife? Or was it the peaceable kingdom that Isaiah had talked about? I don't know. Your imagination is as good as mine. But Jesus is out in the wilderness with the wildlife, facing the evil one, but with God's messengers taking care.
care of it through So we see what Jesus received in his baptism. He received a word from God. Jesus, after all, had emptied himself to become a human being. Had grown up from being a child. And at this point in his life, ready to take up his work, got prepared for that by hearing God speak. And prepared for that by having the Spirit come into him. Prepared now to take up his work. But what was he doing standing there in the river with all those sinners who had come down to say, I'm doing this as a sign that I changed my mind about what I have done. What was he doing? He was standing in your shoes. He was standing in mine. He was standing in the shoes of all the sinners on the riverbank, beginning to take our sin on himself. Identifying himself with the sinners. And he did that so that you and I could have the privilege of receiving what he received. He stood in your shoes and in mine and went and let John pour the water over him so that you and I might know that same blessing of the pouring of the water and the hearing of the word. Now for a moment, picture with me, you're standing in the water. It's the water of your own baptism, but you're wading in it. I know, many of us were baptized in about this much, so in your imagination, stretch that out. You're wading in the waters of your own baptism, dripping with the waters of your own baptism. And a voice comes from heaven, and it says to you, you are my daughter, you are my son, whom I love. Jesus did this for us stood in the feet of the sin, stood in the shoes of the sinners so that sinners might hear what he had a privilege to hear. You are my daughter. Do you hear God say that to you? You are my son. And I love you. That's what Jesus came down to the riverbank so that you and I could hear. It's true, at your baptism, you probably didn't see the sky ripped apart. And you didn't see something that looked like a dove come down into you. 
but it's still true that God is not far away up there, but has come to be with you. And the Spirit has come to live in you. And Jesus walked this way so that you could know, hear, and trust God's word to you. You are my daughter, and I love you. You are my son, and I love you. Amen.